been to Louisville, exactly. it's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> no, you, you got a yeah. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Center Ed Teaching. Uh, so glad that we have a full house tonight. We don't have to split up the interviews with everyone, so I'm yeah. super excited, if you can't tell by my voice. Um, today, we're going to also be talking about uppity things and talking about the celebration of the end of the school year. And laughing to my left, pretending it's a cough, is Brian. It was a legit cough, y'all. <laughs> and Faith is back with us. Welcome, Faith. Thank you. Hello. And Courtney's also joining us. Hi, Courtney. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, fantastic. that you are all here. Um, so the way I want to break up this conversation is talking about kind of the why behind why we want to celebrate the end of the year, whether that's celebrating students and or student work, um, ways that we can do that, and then maybe some specific examples that you guys have either seen or have done in your own practices. Um, so with that kind of framework, my first question is, why do we need to celebrate students and student work at the end of the year? At, because I know some teachers have some reticent, like, no, we have this work that we need to do. It needs mm. to be focused. Why do we need to stop and celebrate? I mean, first of all, I think um, thinking through that it doesn't have to be an either or work mm. or right. celebrating. Mm. But how can we build celebration into this time of year? I mean, I think it's an, a, a wonderful thing to have that school year have its seasons that you go through, right? Mm. And mm. maybe at the end of the school year, there's a, possibly a testing season for some for some people, for schools, um, depending on you know grade level, and so it's wonderful to be able to have a celebration of some sort, and it can be w alongside of work, mm -hmm. sure. whether that's work like w reflection work or. I'm sure someone else has an idea of what <laughs> other kind of work would be, so I'm not hogging the mic. Well, my question would be, why not celebrate? Mm. Don't we need yeah. to celebrate everything positive that we can? And just like Faith said, I think that um, celebration can go hand in hand with reflection because you're taking stock of progress. There's a little growth mindset working <laughs> there. Mm -hmm. uh, where did I come from? What did I really do this year? It can be very kind of hazy to young mm -hmm. people, especially, mm -hmm. and some of us adults. What did I accomplish this year? What yeah. did it look like? So providing students opportunities to look back over the full year, not just study for the test the next day mm -hmm. or what are we doing this week, um, I think is really helpful, as Faith said. And then with that, identifying some successes and celebrating them. Yeah. That can take many different forms, right? Which yeah. we'll get into. But well, I think yeah. also, yeah. let's not forget the social component of school. Um, I mean, if you're in an elementary school where it's a you know self-contained classroom, you've been together every oh, yeah. day for mm -hmm. six hours, seven hours a day mm -hmm. for the whole yeah. school year. Even in a high school setting, like there's a community aspect, there's a family sort of aspect sure. to it. And this idea of we're wrapping this whole cycle that we've completed, we're not going to see each other for a while, see y'all in a couple months. Um, there's just an idea of like, look what we have accomplished mm -hmm, together, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, let's let's take a little break because mm -hmm. we're about to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, right. <laughs> and that can take really simple forms. I'm just reminded by what Brian said. I'm having little flashbacks to my classroom, which was you know yeah. about seven years ago that I had my <laughs> own classroom. Um, but acknowledging each other, just simple acknowledgments like, mm -hmm. hey, we actually know each other really well, so yeah. let's get together and celebrate what we do know about each other and doing some simple acknowledgments of, um, of each other. And that can be as formal as certificates, most mm -hmm. improved in this or whatever. It can be funny or it can be just shout outs and acknowledgments of each other. You know, it's an easy way to go. Yeah, I mean, if there's something that I can just add, and I guess 
hearing you guys' thoughts on this as well. Something that I always thought about when I was in the classroom about celebrating students as well as student work at the end of the year is that there's often this weird relationship where grades kind of determine the marker of progress and grades all aren't always a reflection of kind of the growth and transformation that happens because sometimes grades aren't able to pick up the academic changes that happen or at least not in the way that students want them to but you know we're talking about relatively young populations whether it's elementary school middle school and high school and there are significant changes personally and socially that happened that I always felt was worth recognizing that think about where you have come within this year mm. um, and I always thought that was worth celebrating mm -hmm. Definitely, I think that definitely is just a wonderful thing to celebrate I also think though what you mentioned about grades one thing within that is that there's space in between these letters or numbers mm -hmm. that we assign to things mm -hmm. or that are assigned to things and so to think about the progress someone made, even if it didn't move that letter mm -hmm. or it didn't write to say like you were at a 32% on something mm -hmm. and then took it to here mm -hmm. or even, so I think there are, could even be something about reframing the grades mm -hmm. for students yeah. that can be helpful to say, look at the progress you've made yeah. and then help them understand, actually create a space for them to yeah. see that. And Faith, I'm reminded, and you're reminding me again, that I think that's really important to be helping students to mark where they've come and not just looking at, I got a B, but I actually thought I was going to get a B plus, right? Mm -hmm. So there's disappointment or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but one thing I mentioned to you guys that was really one of my favorite things to do with my students was to confer a conference with them at the end of the year. So making space to say to them, not just the traditional, like, what grade do you think you're going to get and why do you think you're going to get it? but right. Well, let's look at the grade, mm -hmm. and then let's look at progress, and then let's even examine grading systems if we need to. So having a really nice, deep conversation with students based on whatever grade level was appropriate mm -hmm. about how they did during the year, how it's reflected in the grade. And I wasn't usually telling them what their grade was. I was actually open to talk. It wasn't just guess what your grade is, but <laughs> let's talk about what kind of grade you deserve and what mm -hmm. kind of work you did. And to Faith's point, we would look over the year and look at their portfolio and kind of see how they've done and what progress they've made. So yeah, I, think I think that that, that can be really great preparation yeah. for like the workplace when um, a lot of a lot of jobs are asking mm -hmm. you to fill out your own evaluation first and it's not that your supervisor doesn't but but you will reflect on like here's what I think here's definitely. the progress I've made. Yeah, so definitely. I think that's helpful. No, I think that's an interesting right spin on the career <laughs> ready in terms of celebrating mm -hmm. that probably often mm -hmm. isn't thought about but you guys have started hinting at that these celebrations can be places of reflections. And so how can this last month of the school year, last month and a half of the school year, if you're in certain cities in the Northeast, um, <laughs> how can you celebrate your students and or your students' work while pushing them to continue to grow as learners, right? So it's not like, oh, we're gonna stop and it's gonna be a party, but that right. we're gonna celebrate and grow and continue to move forward in this way. Yeah, for me, the answer, um, it's kind of the answer for a lot of things in the classroom, is uh, project-based learning. Um, that uh, they, in a, in a month or, or less or more, you can really um, have your students um, create some really wonderful um, art or expressions mm -hmm. of learning um, that um, aren't necessarily um, just final assessment products, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um, you can have new learning happen mm -hmm. during that project. And not just yeah. new like content learning, but also new um, hidden curriculum type learning mm -hmm. about cooperation and collaboration yeah. and uh, uh, 
resilience and all of the the stuff that we try to teach year round so um, just because like state tests are done or just because the weather's getting warm or just Absolutely. because the, the people can can see the summer around the corner right. um, uh, now's the time to kind of like you know they always say you can't fight the tide right, right? and so the right. tide is barreling towards summer mm-hmm. so I would always kick into a higher energy sort of mode in my classroom mm-hmm. Um, that didn't require like silent seat time and mm-hmm. all of those things. Just like let's roll with the energy that's in the room and let's see what we can create in mm-hmm. this these mm-hmm. last weeks together. I'd like to jump in there because it it ties in, Brian. And again, you're reminding me of something that I used to do um, related to project based learning and to celebrating the end of the year and kind of going with the energy. Which is, I always felt like I asked my students to keep portfolios, and then we get to the end of the year and I'd say okay so what so you did this great work and how can we really celebrate it so I would ask students to take a piece that they were interested in revisiting uh, either revising or Mm -hmm. revisiting because they loved it and wanted to celebrate it so either way it was also a nice way for me to increase grades if a student kind of went back to a work but that was like the subtext Mm -hmm. and then they would decide how they were going to present or perform it and that performative piece could be an artwork that they would put up we had a gallery or it could be a skit and we'd have like five different students get together and act Mm -hmm. out their narrative piece or their poems or Mm -hmm. whatever and then the other was students who maybe were a little more on the traditional track and wanted to rewrite an essay and read it or um, make it into a speech so it was a really nice way of revisiting the portfolios there was a reflection piece and there was a performative creative piece um, and that's how I use the portfolios at the end of the year so it kind of links into your idea of, of performance and project I agree yeah. I think it's really powerful it's a great way to like reframe the portfolio and that it's not something right. that just gets put together and put put away somewhere yeah. so that's a wonderful yeah. thing which I was guilty of sometimes it's easy yeah. at the end of the year to let that happen and I just think about Brian what you said um, about like summer barreling towards us um, yeah, so take advantage of it, right? So a different viewpoint, a different view. Absolutely. Can you go outside? Yeah. Can part of your project that you're doing or even working with the portfolios, can part of it be a, a walk? Can it, can you go yeah. out into the neighborhood and, and do some collection of memories yeah. or right. whatever? Mm-hmm. Right. But like use that to your advantage because it's happening and they're looking out the window or they right. want, you know. My favorite one that I ever did was uh, a straight ripoff of a thing that I saw when I was in college. Um, the Boston College Law School would do a musical review at the end of it. They called yes. the Law Review, R-E-V-U-E. And I suppose, oh, uh, from what cool I understand, idea. other law schools do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But all they would do was um, take uh, popular songs and rewrite the lyrics as like law jokes. Um, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Fun. So um, what we did uh, at this high school I was at, is I just um, asked them to rewrite the lyrics to pop songs um, and to reflect like like something interesting that happened in class Ooh, I that like year. That. Yeah. Um, and so I like whether that. that was like going back and like mm-hmm. uh, uh, rewriting something to, to talk about, you know, pose the raven um or to talk about some point of history Mm -hmm. and we just kind of like had this little musical review they didn't have to write the music all they do was rewrite the lyrics they came up with like really basic dance steps Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and it was just it was just fun and we recapped the learning that we did and we were creative and we were laughing and we just really ended the note on a under the the year on a high note that's a great idea love the humor (laughs) yeah thank you i don't know maybe it's just it's so obvious to everyone else but i feel like what i want to restate about that is 
the high level thinking that it takes to be able to not just one write creatively and rewrite a song but two to know the content yeah. so well mm-hmm. to yeah. be able to make yeah. the joke i mean that is a awesome. high <laughs> sophistication yeah um, in terms of that application and so well, you know, no, you're right. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're right. <laughs> I wish, though, like, if I were to run that project back, I would actually um, have a, a bit of a stronger push toward the metacognitive. Mm. I, I kind of mm, just, like, sure. you know, at Did the time, it. I was yeah. like, whoa, this is amazing. It's working. Yeah. So I was just so yes, into it. But yes. I think to, to stop and say, like, oh, tell me a little yeah. bit about why you chose those yeah. lyrics. That would have like leveled up just a smidge. And I think I could have got away with it. I think they were in enough. Like the goodwill I got from the the musical review part of it could have like actually got in there. But at the time, I was super happy that they were just with me on that weird project. And great to bring music in. I love that idea. I'm going to take note. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you can bring music in. I totally agree. So, I mean, some of the stuff that you guys are kind of mentioning in a broader idea is, like, one, like, students reflecting on work that they've already done. Mm -hmm. Two, like, taking chances in their learning, whether Mm -hmm. that's through project-based learning or thinking about this group work, or, like, three, like, a synthesis of the Mm -hmm. learning, right? Mm -hmm. In that way... Now, Faith, I know you and I have had conversations, and you said you really like at the end of the year for things to be made public. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, how how is that, like, a, a helpful way for students to maybe show their learning? Or what's the added benefit of on top of these things already to make that mm-hmm. knowledge public? I mean, certainly um, it it is a cause for celebration. It also, I think, allows kids to think about it. I mean, we talk about this in writing a lot. If you're just writing for your teacher, so you can say this for anything, if you're just experimenting for your teacher, it's one thing. But if you are were to look at that experiment or that writing or that problem mm-hmm. and think about like that your classroom colleagues are going to look at it and especially if maybe there's some protocol they have they're walking Mm -hmm. around and they're also learning from it if it's a gallery walk kind of thing um, or a presentation I think those are things that really add to it is to they they then can think of it from a different um, viewpoint and Mm. say oh my audience might be different than I thought I might want to change this or that they might have a lot more fun with it too because they're going to know inside jokes their teacher isn't so they could really do some fun stuff with it and you could, you're reminding me, so you could write to each other. That sounds awesome. And they could write to the next year students. They could write mm-hmm. letters about. Yeah. And that's a nice way as a teacher of getting sort of a survey of responses about your class mm. without saying, like I used to do, which is a little boring. Here's a survey about the class. What were your favorite parts? <laughs> yeah. But instead, to Faith's point, write a letter to the next year's class. What could they look forward to? And what might be the least interesting parts mm-hmm. of the class? You're getting mm-hmm. feedback. They're right. interested. They're taking stock of the year, so... So, yeah, I mean, I guess what I hear you saying, too, is that part of the reason, or part of the way you should structure this celebration or this reflection is so that actually you as an educator can grow based off the feedback from (laughs) your customers or your students. That That makes a lot of sense. And so, I mean, I think you guys have provided a nice framework for teachers who are listening to think about, oh, what are some possible ways that I can think about this or things I should try to do? I'm wondering if there are specific projects maybe that you did in class, maybe that you've seen that you think could be replicable for a teacher who's saying, okay, I've come to the end of the year, I want to do something meaningful. What could that be? Mm-hmm. I mean, the favorite one that uh, that I did that um, uh, was sort of more uh, tangible product was uh, I had my students map their year. Um, and I invited them to make those maps look really like sort of fun and creative, like not like, you know, just like a regular political map. 
um, but you know, the, this kind of cartoon maps that have little, uh, it's like when you pass the St. Louis arch, there's mm-hmm. like a big cartoon mm-hmm. arch mm-hmm. there sort of thing. So those were our mentor texts. Mm-hmm. And I had them um, just represent graphically their journey through the course. Um, and along the way, um, I got a lot of feedback, uh, like you're mm-hmm. saying, Courtney, um, about my course. It's like, oh, so when we were reading that book, it felt like you were mm. in the desert. Tell me more about that. Yeah. And um, But offering them opportunities for um, uh, like just visual art uh, as well uh, to, to just kind of have fun and be creative with it. But at the same time, to really reflect on their learning. Like um, I had a, a great um, project that we did and uh, the students mentioned that it was like climbing up a mountain it was really really Aww. hard but Aww. they said like when we got to the top of the mountain the view was it amazing and it was right. totally That's worth great. it so and they can they were able to reflect Aww. back to me that like yes that was hard but it was worth it whereas mm-hmm. this other thing was like totally not worth it <laughs> so it, it gave me the formative nice. assessment I needed to really adjust nice. my curriculum for the next year and just to think about their experience of that so academically that they could then say hey I can try to push hard and maybe it will lead somewhere and then also social emotional yeah that mm-hmm. hey exactly. I might I mean I this might be worth it to try this thing that Absolutely. scares me or that's really hard I, that's that's great mm-hmm. yeah but that was that's really like a sort of just a just an opportunity for personal reflection I wasn't really asking them to, to right. summarize any right. sort sure. of work that they had sure. done yeah um, for the whole year so So if I can because you mentioned mapping it made me think about um, the PD that we do here Um, we have a conference coming up and when we do plans for conferences we think about these things in particular that we're gonna do this with teachers and they can take it back to their classrooms right Mm -hmm. so Matt when you mentioned ideas mapping is one Mm -hmm. Um, graphing your year is another how would it what would it look like if you graphed your year Mm -hmm. Um, we like using poetry and like prose, yeah. like having having a mentor text or something to use. Um, thinking about were there anything was there anything that happened this year that was mm-hmm. very um, alarming to you mm-hmm. or really really difficult or really a big mountain? It might have been personal life. Um, we even do stuff with music, like yep. soundtrack your year. Like what it. would the soundtrack be to your year if you were to choose what you know mm-hmm. what that you know there are many things you could do with that. Um, writing a recipe from your year what Love were the it. ingredients how did it come together what would you change in the future no so there are a lot of things no cilantro lots of cilantro some people yeah and more parsley is it yeah. soap for you mm. cilantro soap. sorry yeah okay no welcome cilantro. to center ed <laughs> <laughs> i'm there <laughs> featuring the palette of Brian don't get us started so hopefully those are like ideas that those if you're really listening whoever you know t- yeah. that you can go oh oh wow cool I do this whatever thing you do even outside of the classroom that could be interesting to bring it in as like a a way to talk about if you're a cook bring in your recipes music I love it yeah if I can just parse that a little bit because I think in some ways they're both personal reflections but one's maybe more personal reflection for academic learning though Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. happens in a student's life can Mm -hmm. bleed Mm -hmm. into that Mm -hmm. right because they might feel like they're in the Pacific Ocean at a particular time of year because of things that happen outside of school But so I think that might also be a helpful way for teachers to think is like, okay, how can students reflect on academic learning, but also Mm -hmm. their social emotional Mm -hmm. development, Mm -hmm. their development as people throughout the year. The other thing that's really striking me is thinking about my past experiences, especially in Detroit, where for various reasons, um, we had students for two to three weeks Mm -hmm. after grades were locked up. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that happens not necessarily to that extent in other school systems, but there is some like overlap there. And 
what I was hearing from the examples that you guys were giving were students taking risks Mm -hmm. and in some ways there's very low stakes Mm -hmm. in those risks there's not going to hurt someone's grade in that way and so it's almost kind of this freeing opportunity Mm -hmm. which can then also increase engagement Mm -hmm. that might dissipate as Mm -hmm. the grades don't matter um so i don't know if that was part of your thinking or not but that was something that stuck out to me absolutely thank you um, are there any other practices that you have done on your own or that you've seen that you think, you know, it might be helpful for other mm-hmm. teachers to hear? Well, I don't want to open a whole new Pandora's box of a topic, <laughs> but there is the topic and there are questions around the topic of summer work and mm. summer homework. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah right. another podcast perhaps <laughs> one day. But um, I think that I used to, especially as an English teacher, um, especially as a middle school English teacher, Uh, It was a little different when I taught high school. I did ask students to read over the summer, and Mm -hmm. there was a lot of choice, and there were low-stakes assignments just to kind of make sure they read it, but also to let them write some journal entries. And then in the fall, my big thing was that they would come back in, and we would do a lot of fun activities around what they had read over the summer. So it didn't just disappear into my folder for that class period. Okay, great, you did your summer homework, thanks. I would do inventories and I would do charts and graphs about our favorite books and we would write Mm -hmm. about them and perform and they would kick our year off into independent reading because we were offering each other book ideas. So I was pretty psyched up about asking them to do some reading and writing. And then I was telling these, telling you guys that I also encouraged students when I was teaching in New York City to go to museums and do cultural things and come back and report out to each other and do little reviews on field yeah. trips they'd taken over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I would sort of, in my grade book, you know, check off some extra credit to start the year. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun, and I, I thought it was a nice way to encourage uh, positive and creative approaches to schoolwork over the summer. Yeah, and I think it brings out a really important point that sometimes as teachers we can forget is that the end of the school year is kind of an artificial end point, right? Like In it's learning the, at least. Yeah, it's, yeah, and so making that something that's yeah. continuous right. is really helpful. Right. Um, are there any other final tips that you would maybe have for teachers that are planning on doing this or maybe reticent to say that I'm going to dedicate class time to these kind of celebrations? Yeah, I think um, it goes back to that idea of like you you have to work with what the students bring to the room, and if what mm-hmm. they bring is like an antsiness, then mm-hmm. whatever it is you do to to just plan with that in mind. I mean, I think there's a, a strong temptation, and it's totally understandable to like this is class time. We're right. learning. Mm-hmm. We're pushing through. We're gonna soldier that. all the way down, and and I get that instinct, um, but. Uh, you know, after a while, there's just mm-hmm. nothing really you can mm-hmm. do when totally once, once they can see the end is in sight. Um, and to say nothing of the teachers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So um, my, uh, I would say to, to teachers who are out there right now, like, don't fight that energy. Oh, yeah. like, ride that wave and see where it can take you. Because especially if you end the school year on a high note and everyone's right. having a great time, like, hey, you're going to come back in August or September and we're going to pick up right with that yeah. excitement we left off and right. you know leave on a positive note that's great advice yeah I think um, my tip I guess um, that came to mind speaks to what you said Brian about like, even the teachers yeah. thinking about like hey it's the end of the year for me too mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that is to not put pressure on yourself to have to think about I have to create an all new project mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and sometimes grades wouldn't be applied to them anyway mm-hmm. and so then it's mm-hmm. like oh how do I but rather look back on the year yourself 
spend mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time and look back and see what can you pick up. Mm-hmm. Did you have them keep journals during the year? Is there something okay? They already have that writing. Have them pick that up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't know if I have any final tips. I think those are pretty good ones. I think that uh, sort of to summarize that you know make it enjoyable for yourself and the kids. Mm-hmm. That's right. Enjoy yeah. them. Let them enjoy you. You've been a community all End year. End on a high note. That's right. End on a high note and make it fun, make it social, emotional, and reflective, etc. but really make it an enjoyable time and a fun time so that you all leave together on a high note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think building off some of the stuff that you guys have said, you know, I think I learned this too late in my career, but we often have grand ambitions as teachers, oh, and yeah. because they're so grand, they're not always oh, met yeah. with mm-hmm. complete fidelity. So true. But sometimes, whether it's a portfolio and looking at a student's first essay compared to their last, or a student's reflection on how they felt about reading mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year to how they feel about the end, often those leaps and bounds are greater than we think they are. And so, in terms of staying in the profession, in terms of retention, not just for students, but yeah. of teachers, yeah. Yeah. it's a really helpful thing. Thanks for joining us, guys, and make sure to tune in next week when we come over the airwaves. Bye. 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 Bye.